We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, let's get a national view now of college football. Joining us from The Athletic and also XM College and always does a great job for us, Andy Staples. Andy, thank you for being with us. We appreciate it. My pleasure, Joe. Let's see. Uh, so many things to talk about. I guess we should start with uh, the NIL. That's uh, on the top of everybody's list right now. How much of an effect do you think it's going to have on college football? I don't know exactly what it's going to do yet. I, the, the thing is, until we see it in action, we're, we're not really going to be able to figure out how far-reaching the effects will be or, or just what effect will be at all. I, I don't think it's going to keep – the top recruits from going to the same three or four schools that they've been going to. I think that the fact that they're picking those schools based on how well they put players in the NFL and, and what draft position they're in, there's very little that can be made from NIL that is going to match being a high first round draft pick that the signing bonus you get for being a high first round draft pick or the guaranteed money you get, we're talking eight figures. So there's nothing in an NIL deal that's going to come anywhere close to that. So Probably the Alabamas, the Ohio States, the Clemsons, the Georges, they're still going to get those same players. And what will be interesting to see is what happens to players on other teams. Like, does the best player at Arkansas make a bunch of money? Because that's a passionate fan base. They love their team. They, you know, There's a lot of, of businesses that support the Razorbacks and would probably like the best player on the Razorbacks to, to advertise for them. We don't know. We, we don't know how that's going to work. I'll be curious to see if that does, you know, take off. And, and there are some some guys that are they're doing very well for themselves. Will recruits in the future look at that and go, you know what? If I go there and I'm the best and I'm instead of being, you know, the 30th best at, at one of these factories, maybe it's better off for me because I can still go to the NFL from there, you know. The, the NFL is still scouting every Power 5 school, so it's not like they won't see you. So that's the part I'm curious about is, is that going to change how recruiting works? Is that going to change who goes where down the road? Because, you know, right now the, the top players do tend to cluster at the same five or six schools. And, but if you, if you shave off one or two of those a year and, you know, somebody grabs one here and somebody grabs one there – then it could potentially shift the balance of power in college football, which, I mean, right now it's pretty lopsided. I, I don't think anybody would mind from a watchability standpoint if it did shift a little bit. So maybe that happens, but I, I honestly don't know until we've seen this in action for a little while. I would imagine that our discussions in Miami about the Hurricanes trying to get back to glory are the same as they are in Austin, Texas. 
the same as they are in Los Angeles, the same as they are in Seattle, Washington. And I, th and I think to your point, those areas all have great players, all have great high school players, and even the best of the best from those areas are picking the schools you just mentioned. Correct. Correct. And, and Seattle is a great example, but Seattle doesn't produce nearly the number of players that Miami does. But they just had a, a bunch of really good players in the class of 2021, and a couple of them went to, went to Ohio State. I mean, that's just – that was un, that would have been unheard of 20 years ago. Those, those kids would have gone to Washington. They, made, they might have considered Oregon or USC, but they probably would have stayed on the West Coast. But, yeah, now if, if Ohio State or Alabama comes in to wherever you are – you're listening. The uh, as we approach football season, the elephant in the room might be, considering what we just had at the College World Series with North Carolina State, is vaccinations, right? And here's what you hear: Okay, uh, a coach will say, as Elliot Avent did, "I'm not going to impose my will on my players. It's their choice. It's an individual choice." which runs contradictory to everything we talk about in sports because everything in sports is about team. So where does getting teams vaccinated fit into this, to the discussion if we say there's no I in team? Well, I, I think you just got to do it like the NFL has. Here are the things you can do if you're vaccinated. Here are the things that you can't do if you're not vaccinated. And if you look at the NFL list, the things you can do if you're vaccinated is very long. And the things you can't do if you're not vaccinated is equally long. So it's just a matter of deciding how much easier you want your life to be. And, and here's the other thing. I'm not sure how much testing they need to be doing as if the vaccine is there and readily, readily available. They don't seem to care about letting a bunch of fans into the stands and, and standing really close together. So if you're not going to test them, why, why do you care if you test the players? Just let them play. If, if somebody has something because they chose not to get vaccinated, well, it's kind of on them. Yep. Yep. I would agree. Uh, Andy Staples is with us from The Athletic. The other big uh, news during the summer has been 12-team playoff. Uh, your thoughts on the expansion? And as I mentioned to one of our previous guests, is 12 the right number that we're talking about, or is the number 17 in terms of 17 is important because somebody's playing 17 games? Well, it's – it's interesting because I would have said no way to 12 about a year ago. and But the more I think about it, the more I like the way they came up with the solutions that got them to 12. And and look, their, their eight wasn't going to happen because the Pac-12, the Big 12, the Big 10 want conference champions to automatically qualify for the playoff. The SEC will not do anything that decreases the number of at-large bids that are available. And remember, there are four at-large bids currently available because there are no automatic qualifying bids. So if you go to eight and you say, well, you're going to have six automatic bids, well, that means there's only two at-larges, and the SEC is not going to go for that. So you have to go bigger than that. And this is the solution they came up with where, so now there's six at-larges, there's six auto bids. But I did appreciate the way they did it where they said the six highest-ranked conference champs. They didn't delineate between Power Five and Group of Five. They said six highest-ranked. Right. And I think if you're the Group of Five, that makes you very happy because it means you, you've got an even better chance of getting in. And also, probably, I, I don't think there would be any legal issues with that down the road, but you don't have to worry about that now. Uh, you know, the Group of Five saying, well, you're, you're discriminating against us. No, you're not. 
just be in the top six conference champs and you're in. The other thing they did, which I thought was interesting and kind of served dual purposes, the decision to make the top four seeds only available to conference champions, I thought was really interesting because, again, the Pac-12, the Big Ten, the Big 12, they've been saying all along, listen, conference championships should matter and that those conference champs should be given preference. But you and I both know that all conferences aren't created equal. There are going to be years where the second best team in the SEC or the second best team in the Big Ten or the second best team in the ACC might be better than another Power Five conference champ. And so this way, you get those, those guys having some preferential treatment, they get a bye, but also, let's say you're the SEC. You know, in most years, both of the teams that are playing in your conference championship game are going to make that 12-team playoff. But now, the only way to get a bye is to win it. So you don't have anybody saying, well, we can just chill in the SEC championship game because it doesn't really matter what happens. We're going to get seeded high anyway. No, no, no. You're going to want that bye. So you're going to play your butt off in the SEC championship game. So I think the, the way they created the, the, you know, the motivations for different teams, I think make it pretty interesting and, and will make the end of the season more interesting for more teams. Now, the number of games, they, they need to figure out a way to take care of the players on that. And look, with NIL rules coming in, uh, after the Supreme Court decision, you, you know the, the NCAA rules are going to change, there, you can figure out a way to take care of the players. And, and give them a little more if they're going to have to play more. And, and I do think that's the fair thing to do. You know, you're you're going to make a bunch more money as the schools because uh, this TV contract right now is worth $470 million a year. When it goes to 12, we're talking probably three times that, you know, more than twice that and probably three times that. Take care of the players because you're you're asking them to do more so you can make more. Listen, I'm on the island by myself. I was good when we had a New Year's Day free-for-all. I, I'm not. Why would you want all the good games to be on at the same time so you can't watch them? You can only, you have to choose one and watch it, and then the other ones are over. Like, no. We had, the, we had the Rose Bowl at 5, the Orange Bowl at 8, uh, the Cotton and Sugar Bowl. Yeah, the Sugar Bowl was, was probably at, at noon. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, why would you just only have one good day? I would rather have lots of good days. Okay, All right. I guess you sold me. I don't know. Sugar they they put the Sugar Bowl on New Year's Eve a couple of years. That was that was pretty good. Um, yeah, and then the Peach Bowl took New Year's Eve. Yeah. That that was when the Peach Bowl had New Year's Eve. That was usually a pretty good game when it was ACC, SEC, New Year's right. Eve. I covered some great Peach Bowls, yeah. but I just listen. The guys are going to opt out of of a bowl game that isn't a playoff game. You know, you saw it in the Florida-Oklahoma game this year where, you know, Florida's best players, with the exception of Kyle Trask, didn't play. And what that game was no fun. I mean, Oklahoma just thrashed them because all the Oklahoma players were young. You know, they, they'd had a tough beginning of the season, but they were excited about the way the season was ending. They're excited what, about what, what next season could bring. So they just go and thrash you know, Florida, where the best players are like, well, we're just going to go, go get ready for the NFL. And like one of those guys didn't even get drafted. So you know, it, it's it's just going to get worse on that front unless you put some stakes behind those games. Because if Oklahoma played Florida and the winner was going to play Notre Dame or Alabama or somebody like that in the playoff, all of Florida's players would have been playing. 
And I think that game would have been a heck of a lot more interesting. Well, I think that's what's going to happen. The bowl game is going to be folded into these into these playoff games, and, and that will make uh, the season more interesting. And it, it also allows for Cinderella. It allows for a team maybe that gets hot late in the season that does have more than one loss to survive in advance and do some damage. I would be excited about that. You know, I think there's a few teams I can think of through the years that, that I would have loved to see. Actually, you know, there's the 2000 Miami would have benefited from that. Can you imagine 2000 Miami in a playoff? They'd have been mauling people. And, you know, I, I think uh, to that 2012 Texas A&M team that the Johnny Manziel won the Heisman on, they were unstoppable by the end of that season. They, they were, it took them a while to figure out what was going on, and that's why they lost to Florida and LSU. But by the end of the season, I, I, I mean, they did beat the, the eventual national champ on their home field. So I would have loved to have seen them in, the, in, a, in a tournament format. Andy Staples is our guest down here, Andy, in Miami. We're very excited about Miami and Alabama on Labor Day weekend. I think we're excited about it. Uh, a couple weeks later, uh, right now, um, a couple weeks later, Alabama plays Florida. So we'll find out a lot about Alabama. But who's Alabama more worried about, Miami or Florida? I don't think they're worried about either of them. Yeah. That's, that's sort of what makes Alabama great. Like, they don't care. They don't care who they're playing. The only the only teams that they even really concern themselves with are, are, are Clemson and Ohio State and, and Georgia. Uh, you know, sometimes LSU. But the, if you don't recruit like they do, they don't worry about you. You know, they're they're, just, they're playing to their own standard, and you're going to have to play perfectly to stay in the game with them. And and that's that's kind of how they go. Now they're going to be different this year because. That's the best offense Alabama's ever had last year. They, you know, two first-round receivers, a first-round first quarterback, first-round tailback, uh, first-round offensive tackle, uh, a, a center who would have been a first-rounder if he hadn't gotten uh, an ACL tear in the, in the SEC championship game. I mean, they were loaded. And, and they're obviously still very talented. But when Miami sees them, that's going to be Bryce Young's first game as a starting quarterback. You know, they're going to be breaking in some new linemen. They're going to be breaking in – uh, receivers that are that are playing bigger roles than they've played before, so that that's the time to try to get them. Now, here's here's the issue with with Alabama, is that defense should be even better this year. Uh, they were pretty good last year, but the, they're going to be a lot better this year. Will Anderson was a freshman last year. He's the first time they've had a really scary pass rusher in a while. And then the one spot where they might have been a little bit weak was up the middle at linebacker. And then they grab Henry Toa Toa as a transfer from Tennessee and plug him right in. And he's super talented. So uh, that that's one of – Miami is going to have to, to play a great game to score on these guys. Uh, Rhett Lashley knows what that defense looks like. He's he's seen it plenty of times when he was coaching at Auburn. But, you know, I saw the, the video of Derek King working out the other day, and I would imagine that, that that gives folks quite a bit of confidence because he looked very good considering it wasn't that long ago that he tore his ACL. The one thing I've I've mentioned several times about Alabama, and a lot of people, whether they're Miami fans or probably Gator fans, uh, say will say, "Oh well, we're we're all uh, recruiting the same players as Alabama." Except if you, no, you're not. If you look at Alabama, they profile. I mean, their positions. Every guy at every position is fitting a size profile. Critical factors is what Nick Saban calls it. And he, he took that from Don James. He was a, a GA under Don James at Kent State after his career ended. And, uh, and, and 
I actually, before he passed, I talked to Don James about that. And Don James says, well, we didn't think we were, you know, creating some sort of dominant college football philosophy at the time, which is what it ended up being. All they were trying to do was find guys who could start quickly because they thought they were going to get fired. But that's what they did is they said, well, we need a guy, you know, we need a corner who's this tall and whose arms are this long. And, and these are the, the different skill sets with, that we like that person to have. And that's exactly what, what Nick Saban has done. He has a, a profile for every position. And unless you are some kind of special, they're not even looking at you if you don't fit the profile. Right. That's why I say uh, certain kids will say, oh, I'm being recruited by Alabama. And I say, no, you're not. Not unless you fit that profile. That's exactly right. You, you've got to go to the camp and, and they got to point at you and, and you've got to be ushered up to Nick Saban's office and, and get that offer. <laughs> All right, Andy. Always great to talk college football, especially in the summer months. We'll read your stuff at The Athletic, listen to you on XM. Uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, perhaps we'll see you on the road at a University of Miami game this year. Uh, hopefully we're back to normal with college football. Oh, I sure hope so. I can't wait. I'm so excited. You know, This time last year, we were trying to figure out if there was going to be a season or not. It sure feels like it's normal one this year, so I, I cannot wait. Uh, me too. Thanks again. We, we really appreciate it. Yep, thanks, Joe. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.